Hello and welcome back to Franchise Sports Talk Basketball uh, with me, Joe, and Sam, as always. Hello. 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 Um, so what are we? We're like 12 games, roughly 11, 12 games into the season. Yep. Um, so there's some things have happened that we could talk about now. Um, so we're just going to, yeah, talk about our main takeaways from the first 11 games or so. Um, so yeah, what what is your uh, what would you take away from the start of the season, Sam? Well, the biggest change has been we kind of knew that stuff was going to alter with officiating because they told us and even like called out some players who were guilty of foul baiting and the like. Um, but just how much it's changed early on is remarkable. Like, is is a different sport? It's a lot less stop start. The scoring in general across the league is down a lot. Um, a lot of star players have been hit like really hard by it. Um, and yeah, it's, it's made the flow of the game. I think as a spectacle, it's improved a lot. I wonder if we're going to see a pushback. The, there are There's some stuff that's not getting called that I think should be getting called. He's kind of gone a bit far the other way and maybe they'll they'll come back. We will see some more free throw attempts and some more fouls called. Uh, it's obviously benefited the more physical teams and stuff that previous it's about who's initiating the contact is what they're really trying to crack down on. They're not getting it right all the time, but so Trey Young and James Harden, particularly who were two who are kind of seen as the biggest culprits of this it's hit them massive. Like their numbers are way down uh, both free throw attempts. And I think they're playing in general. I think the thing with those two guys and other people are guilty of it as well. They felt particularly like they played for free throws quite often. Yeah, and I guess if you if you then know you're not going to get them, it makes it a lot harder, isn't it, to just well drive in certain situations when it's like yeah, there's a big guy standing in the way, but before it's like I'm just going to go and get a foul here if I don't score. Um, suddenly you can't do that anymore. Well, and Trey's. Trey would go around to pick and roll and then just like wait for someone to bump into him and then throw his hands in the air. And it's like the worst case is you get two free throws or you get a three-point play. Harden would do similar. Harden would lean into people. Um, and that, that's gone. It's, it's almost like they're not... Yes, yeah, it's, it's, you've got to play differently, basically. You've got to be a completely different player when you're attacking. Uh, I think it's, it is just a good change in general. Uh, it's also that Kirk Goldsberry put out a graphic, I think yesterday, on three-point fouls as well, which is another thing they've tried to stop. You know, like this, kind of like the, sh- the shot fake, someone kind of bites on it, and then you bump your arms into them and throw the ball in the air, and you get three free throws. Like, that's just gone. And people, I think people have already stopped trying that as much, because that was happening all the time, and it was really silly. Like, you basically couldn't guard the three-point shooters. I think that's another reason that three-point percentage is dropping a bit is yeah. that people can now guard you they can get closer to you again i mean because um, that changed uh like the other way whereas the, i guess this is back a little bit being a little bit uh, more favorable to the defenders is sort of what um started or, or not quite what started but it's uh helped the whole three point revolution stuff isn't it i think particularly so like harden so often when harden shoots he ends up on his back and I think it's because he yeah. basically has trained himself to jump and kick his feet out. So that yeah. thing that they started calling because you want to have 
the safe landing spot, which is still important. They've really they've done quite well at not allowing that anymore. You're not just getting this. You can like throw your limbs around and somehow get a free three free throws. Um, and that that has changed the game. And I think all of it's for the better, really. Um, but it will be interesting to see how some of these players are too good that they, it's just going to break them. But I think particularly someone like Harden, who's looked basically bad for most of the season. There have been flashes where he's looked good. And he said yeah. about he spent the off-season rehabbing. Um, but he can't get by anyone anymore, it seems like. He, can't, he used to just blow by people. And then whether he was getting the foul or scoring, he was doing that. And now he doesn't seem to have that. And it's possible. I We've got to wait a while to see, like, to, to be too concerned about it. I mean, yeah, his assist numbers are still up there, aren't they? Which is sort of, last year became a lot more of a pass than he had been before. Yeah. And he still, it seems like he's still got that. Um, but if he's that guy, if he's a, if he's closer to a sort of pure point guard and the Nets don't have Kyrie, they're not anywhere near as scary, are they? No. Not at all. I mean, they, yeah, they've not... They've had no case, haven't they? I mean, I think the the really, like, favourite teams, a lot of time, you don't expect them to go out and have an amazing start because they, you know, it's not really that important that they, they try as hard as they can and win all these games early in the season. But... um yeah, haven't they? They're actually, their defensive rating is fourth, which is sort of unexpected for the Nets, isn't it? That's not something you'd usually expect. Well, and to the point that you don't really believe it's is real. The Nets. They are 16th in defensive shot quality, which is more like reasonable. That's like the best case scenario, I think, for yeah, them defensively. Okay. Yeah, so it's just. People are missing shots. They've missed more shots than you expect. Yeah. Okay. Um, the thing, the one point I'd have with Harden is I'm interested to see how this develops because it's true that he was coming back from injury rather than preparing for the season and all of that. But there was a concern when he was getting traded about he's at an age where some people start to drop off and he's carried an enormous workload, barely missed a game for quite a few years, running 100 isolations a game, and often going into um, the playoffs and then seeming burned out. Also, I think he has a bit of a reputation, doesn't he, for um... not looking after himself. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's wild to be like, there's a chance that he's just aged a little bit. Which loads of people, a hamstring goes once and then they're just not quite as explosive after that. And if that's the case, it, the title race is really, really open because... I thought without Kyrie, they were still probably the favourites or close to it. Just because it's like, well, if Harden's the 30 and 10 guy and Durant, well, Durant's currently like 33, 8 and 8 or something nuts. And then they've got these other guys around them. Those two and a load of role players is still a hell of a team. But if Harden's not quite that guy, if Harden's like an, all, an all-star or borderline all-star, even next to Kevin Durant playing like an MVP, the, what they've got around them's not that special like their names still but it's not yeah yeah i, I don't not... think they're favorites in the east even no it really is ma- like a lot obviously it's the way it's meant to be is all on those guys really, isn't it Durant and harden to create everything well and it's meant to be on Kyrie irving 
Yeah. But it seems like that's not happening this year. Um, yeah. Or maybe again. So, um, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So the Nets are, I mean, the, it's basically about the, the key story with them is what happens with Harden, given that you can't just get free throws all the time anymore. Yeah, he's got to be because he, he'd kind of part of the reason that people didn't love him, even if they admired him, was he'd kind of broken the game, hadn't he? Yeah. And particularly with how it was officiated, was he could get and he's he's a good shooter, but he's not he's not Steph or Dame as a shooter, but his step back three and then the way that he could get fouls off of the his threes and the way that he could get fouls going to the line and the fact he was a brilliant playmaker and scorer on top of this stuff. But all of that just made him like this machine. And they've now kind of gone, oh, actually, we're playing a different thing now. We've taken away some of your stuff. And if you combine that with him aging a little bit, I think there is some cause for concern there. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's good. Well, that's going to be a big one um, in terms of championship contenders, isn't it? But... um I guess well, the other big contenders that you would have seen for preseason is, and everyone always thinks the Lakers, and with their their roster, some people have seen them as contenders. But um, I mean, I know I feel like we should talk about Lakers because that's what you do, isn't it? And I mean, they started off actually quite badly, didn't they? They had a really rocky start. And yeah. I mean, I mean it's, beat, it's not they, got much less rocky. They to just be fair. narrowly beat the Heat, which is sort of yeah. If they didn't hadn't just beaten the Heat by three points, they would be six and six. Um, um, and I think the other thing to say is their schedule has actually been quite favourable. So yeah. their wins; these are some of the teams they've got there. Where it's seven wins, they won by four against the Spurs. They beat Cleveland, which is actually better than it sounds. We might come on to them in a bit by twelve. They beat Houston by 10, and then they beat Houston by 2. The Rockets are going to be one of the worst three or four teams in the league, and they, one of their wins against them was only by two points. They then yeah, lost to OKC, and then they only beat the Hornets, who were slumping really badly at that point, by three points. Being 7-5, and five, given who they've played, is not great. But the other thing with them is I feel like it's still kind of way too early to really feel too much about it. Because LeBron's missed a load of time, um, and so's Trevor Ariza, and Horton Tucker is now missing time, and yeah. Kendrick Nunn. Yeah, I, I guess the thing is, really, as well, is, I mean, so far, Carmelo Anthony's been playing 29 minutes a game, which... He's been amazing, but that's I mean, also, that's a lot of yeah. Carmelo. He's, he's scored a lot. He's been shooting really well from free, like, ridiculously, hasn't he? Yeah. But also, um... I don't know. I mean, a couple of years ago, he, he like he was almost couldn't get a contract. I mean, it it wasn't because he he could still shoot, obviously. Like, there's not told us much. So he's had a really hot streak shooting. We probably expect he could still do that. It's the only reason you'd get him, really. But like, if he's actually going to be like a key part of your rotation, I don't know where you're going. Particularly when you got Westbrook. If you have Westbrook and LeBron on the court as well, who I mean. Both, uh, particularly in the regular season, have had periods, let's say, where they're like not exactly engaged defensively. 
Yeah. And then you have Anthony at the moment playing 29 minutes a game. It's like, well, that's a lot of time. We have all three of those on the court. Who Who's stopping Who's stopping the ball going in the net, really? Yeah. Um, I, I'm with you on that. They, uh, they rank 20th in opponent shot quality so far this year. Um, I think there's... This roster looked flawed on paper and not much has been done so far to suggest there's any better than it looked i don't yeah. think i know the lebron's only played a few games i think trevor ariza will help them if he gets healthy and all of this yeah. stuff but at the yeah. same time they're like yeah. favorites like the bookies I mean, have them as like heavy favorites in the western conference still i, I, I yeah i don't get it really because i mean trevor ariza as well it's like yeah he, he has been a really good like three and d guy in the past but he's also um he's like Thirty-six this year. He's already thirty-six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he's not. Um, I, mean, I don't know. He's he's just not been as much of a key player as he the last few years in the teams he's been on. Well, I think that's he's the not... issue: is that the age thing, as much as it became like a meme after they made all these moves. It is of is an actual factor. It's not just these guys are old. Like injuries are happening. LeBron is already missing some time. You're bound to get injuries to other guys on here. The same as you do on any roster. And yeah. then then the fit's not great. If you had the age and oh, this all looks like it should fit perfectly, we'll just switch him out for him when one of them gets hurt and it'll all be alright. But it's like, well, I don't even know how it works if they're all there. And I mean, it's not to mention Westbrook just I th- he got a triple-double as they beat the Heat. Classic. But, I mean, he's he's not being good. He's shooting 41.6% from the field. No, he's been scoring, hasn't he? But, um... Well, yeah, he has been. Shots. 19.3 on 18.3 for goal attempts. Yeah, okay. Not incredible, um, then. For... A notoriously up and down player efficiency wise is his worst true shooting of his career. Worse than his age twenty season. Like we can put this yeah. stuff down to a slow start as well, but Yeah, I don't it's like you say as well, as it's it's a slow start against on a favourable schedule and it's like Yeah, I don't know. I mean just a bit of a mess, isn't it really? I think they're still getting... Well, what's interesting, so I mentioned the bookies stuff, which is always a bit odd, particularly with the Lakers, because there's so much hype for them and they have so many fans that the actual odds are not a great representation. Uh, But I think the general perception is three all-stars, this much talent, it will be enough, it will eventually work itself out. I'm not sure I believe in that anyway. But there's... Is they are aided by the fact that the West looks just so open. I yeah. I don't have them as favourites right now either, but I don't think it's insane to have them as like level with the other teams at the top of the West. I think that's basically where I'd have them. Is like well, the fact they have got three All Stars and then a load of other guys that know what they're doing is that is worth something. Yeah, if I guess if they're. Um... Why if they're going to play that much together? And I mean, yeah, I don't know. 
Well, for instance, but, what I'd say is so if you compare them to like the Warriors, who obviously are the best team in the league so far, they've got the fit is clear, everything's working beautifully. Steve Kerr's gone back to their proper offense that made them into a dynasty. All of this stuff, but the clay thing we still don't know. And it like Draymond, I think probably should be an all star if he plays anything like this up until the voting. But who knows? He's going to end up scoring like eight points a game, so he probably isn't. Then you're looking at where they've got one like star and loads of good pieces yeah. around him, and maybe that is enough to get past this Lakers team. But also maybe it's just like not like how much can you rely on? as good as everyone around Curry's been. And I think the Warriors have been awesome. Like They're clearly having so much fun. All of their signings seem to have worked out. And they're doing this without... It's not just like Curry's gone berserk. In fact, other than that 50-point game, he's not been that nuts, considering what we saw from him last season. And it's not like Jordan Poole is averaging 27 no, a game. I saw something the other day that is like the best of Curry's career. It's like the best... Um, line up when he's off the court. Uh, plus eight. Plus eight With in non Curry, Curry not on the court. And no yeah, and, Clay Thompson. And no Kevin Durant. I mean, they didn't have numbers that good when they had Kevin Durant on the team. <laughs> Kevin Durant, nuts. Clay Thompson. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, that's so, the I mean, kind of thing that I guess you, that you assume is not going to carry on. But they, the they were just year, like but... a nightmare. When he was off the floor last season, they could not score any points. Yeah. They could not get any points at all. And, like, they don't need to be good when he's not on the floor. They really don't. Like, if, so if they, that's obviously not going to stay at that level because if it is, they're, gonna, they're genuinely going to win, like, 70 games. But if that even drops off, like, quite substantially and they're, like, plus two or plus three in non-curry minutes, they're going to be really, really good. Yeah, if, if, they're a, if they're a plus at all in non-curry minutes, that's incredible. That's a problem. I mean, yeah. You really, even if they're only a little bit negative, that's still amazing. Non-curry minutes. It's like, yeah. They just don't need to be good at all when Curry's not on, really. And the fact they are is like... I don't know. It, I mean, I, I think the thing is that their signings at the time looked really good, I think. And what is and Porter were like the uh, two of the big ones, weren't they? Like main ones. Wow, and they got Igadala back. They got Igadala back. Igadala back getting Igadala back seems as much as anything it's a bit like a you know a um, sort of a locker room guy. Well, and I think yeah. also there's because of the they were talking about with Wiseman particularly, but with some of the others like Ubre as well last year is as much as having all that athleticism with Curry, and I think we spoke about that potentially being like really exciting and dynamic, for their offense, is it's so kind of complex and there's so much going on. Having people that just know what they're doing is so important. And yeah. like Bielitz is a good passer. He's a really good passer for what is like a backup big man. And he can shoot the ball. And Otto Porter can definitely shoot the ball. And... Iguodala obviously knows what he's doing when he arrives on that team. They're just like running the same stuff. He's not going to have anywhere near as big a role. But they've just got like, yeah. there's such a big benefit in having people who know what's going on. And I, I, that sounds yeah. really reductive. but Yeah, and basically, I guess having those guys, I particularly Iguodala as well, like around Wiggins and Paul, who are going to have more of the minutes, if you know, as they're, you know learning the system and stuff. I mean, Wigan has been there for a couple of years now as well, but, you know, I mean, that probably just helps, doesn't it? 
it's also sort of, you, if the if the majority of the team are like you know you feel like they're guys that know what's going on yeah they understand it they are number one in shot quality as well by the way as well as being top of the league in net rating this is yeah, not just like so some freak thing luck um yeah and uh, so clay thompson's not even back yet i mean who knows what he's going to be like but so they could be um no one know like the wiseman thing is interesting because they're going to have to play him when he comes back they're kind of obliged yeah. to and they were Wiseman. They were basically bad when Wiseman was on the court, like yeah. the whole of last year. What, I, yeah. like, what do they do about that? I don't know. That's interesting. That is quite interesting. He is also obviously got huge potential. Um, and but, I mean, but then, he's, Steph he's Curry's thirty-three. Yeah, he's also he's also a thing. I mean, he he's had he added one like rookie year. A lot of time players aren't great in their rookie year, are they? In, in a lot of ways. He was more Very. than just a rookie as well, though. He only played three games in college. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. I mean, particularly if they're... I think a lot of the time, the environment is going to be one. Obviously, the the TIS team this year, the way they're playing, and you say everyone's enjoying themselves. They've got Iguodala. It's like there's a... I imagine that there's probably, like, a you know, a good locker room atmosphere and stuff there this year going on at the moment. And, I mean, if Wiseman comes back into that, I don't know. Maybe you get a different outcome rather than last year. It was almost like Wiseman is earlier in the year. It's like that's like one of their um, like their hopes depend on him a little bit. In the in the end, it didn't end up being him because Steph Curry just took it over in the second well, half. He got, and took the he, off. But they got injured. He got injured, and that's when they went crazy. They went to yeah. to old school Warriors yeah, ball. The problem I've got is. The, his fit with how they play now is it's asking a lot of him to do, say even what Looney's doing, is you'd think he could do like a supercharged Looney, but the being knowing when to screen off the ball, knowing when what play is being yeah. run at the right time, when to hand off, and don't get into this like him squaring someone up and shooting a mid-ranger like he's in bead. Like they can't, he, that doesn't fit in their offense now, and that's definitely not a good shot for them. Like they don't want that. And on defense... Just like not having the lapses that blow everything, which he was having quite a lot of. But they're going to yeah. have to play him, so that's going to be interesting. And the clay thing is like, I think what's happened here is, it was previously it was like, well, if they get full Clay Thompson back, yes, they've got a chance. And they've played so well and looked so so good so far that if they get like eighty percent of Clay, it's like, well, they've definitely got a chance of winning the title. I think. Yeah, and as you said a minute ago, the West thing's so open as well. And I, I mean, yeah. I know, it seems like they're back, doesn't it? It definitely seems like they're back. I think it's really big that they're doing this. Um, everyone's got to take in turns. Like, Bielitz has been pretty key throughout. But I think even if it was Paul had just like exploded for 10 or 11 games it wouldn't feel quite as like significant because it would be like, well, so they've got another guy now, but okay, fine. Like we'd still be like, well, what about their depth and all of this? But they've, everyone's had, a, it seems like almost the whole rotation has had a night where they've had a real impact. There's obviously Curry, Trey Young went to San Francisco and there's clearly 
something and that Curry was just like, I've, I've heard all these comparisons. I'm not having any of it. And then Curry just went nuts. And like against the Timberwolves on Wednesday night, Andrew Wiggins had decided to prove a point to someone and just dunking on Carl Anthony Towns every opportunity he got and got 35. But that they've had that and Paul has had his nights and Porter's hit a few big shots. Damian Lee has hit a load of shots. It's not just that Curry's gone berserk. Because, I mean, even Curry's not going to do that for 82 games and the playoffs. This is They look like an incredibly well-oiled machine again. And that should be quite scary. Because, yeah, if you then add Clay Thompson into that, and I don't know if, if the Wiseman thing can even be neutral. Like, if he can just slot in and play yeah. similarly to Looney, but be like yeah. nine foot tall. Like, then... so they're going to have to play him, but it's like he doesn't necessarily, to begin with at least, have to have that big a role. And I think, really, when, they, when they've got this, obviously they've got such a clear system they play and style of playing, which, I mean, last year they weren't doing that really well. They? So it's not like he's had that year to try and learn all this this way of playing or get used to it or whatever. I mean, they can just ease him in, can't they? And like you say, well, they... you can do do a bit of what Looney's doing. Come off as like a, have have a few minutes off the bench here and there. As a, I th- uh, that's what defender. they've got to do. If they'd started at a more normal pace, it would be easier to say we just go with Wiseman and then like we'll aim for like a bottom of the bottom half of the bracket seeding. But now you're already looking like 10 and 1 is such a hot start that you're already looking as, oh, there are a few games ahead of like some teams they were thought they might be like level with already. It's like, well, we're not going to, we're not just going to like blow a few games by throwing Wiseman in and getting all. I think they're going to keep rolling. I, I think you're right. And they can say, look, we're easing Wiseman back in as he comes back from injury and all of this stuff. Do it very, you've got to do it very gradually, I think, and hope it works out. Um, and if it doesn't, then you've got diff- more difficult decisions to make later on. But when you're 10 and 1, I don't think you, they can't start talking about player development stuff again, can they? Like, they just. No. They, they, they've blown that argument out of the water already. They, they added some veterans, which they thought, well, Curry basically said he wanted them to add veterans. And that 15th roster spot, which is incredibly expensive if you're deep into the tax like them, Curry made, he said publicly, didn't he, that they should use that if they're serious about winning. They got Gary Payton the second, and he's been amazing. Hasn't he's he, been absolutely amazing. Is he the one that's been doing all the uh, all the the dunks? Yeah, he's playing um, a very similar role to Bruce Brown, actually, very similar um, as this like absolute nightmare perimeter defender. And then on offense, he's just sort of like screening and diving. Yeah. Although he's only six foot three, isn't he? Only six foot three, but keeps like yeah. Yeah, getting some really it's big like a, dunks. A six yeah. It's kind of, yeah, kind of ridiculous. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, okay. The Warriors are definitely, like, good again, aren't they? They're going to be around. I mean, it's difficult to see them, like, falling off here. So I've got, yeah, I've got them, Utah, Phoenix, and the Lakers basically level at the moment um, in like chance of coming out of the West. Yeah. At basically 25% each. I don't give anyone else that much of a chance. Um, I don't think Kawhi is going to play. 
No, he's, he's out. Oh, yeah, I thought that was already decided. He's basically out for the year. Well, it's not officially decided. I just I think that's that's like a negligible chance. Um, the Mavericks, I don't think have played as well as their seven and four record. The Porzingis stuff doesn't look any better. The offense doesn't look particularly great either. I just can't see them managing to put that unless something crazy happens at the trade deadline, maybe, but I don't even know what that yeah. would be. I mean, yeah, the thing with Dallas at the moment is they, it's really about the roster construction around um, Doncic. They need to sort that out, really. Well, and the head coach. So it's like there's not much. They've got Luka Doncic is basically it. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't mean to be too cruel to the rest. There are some other good players on there. But like, is their their reason that you could possibly see them winning a title is they have Luka Doncic, and as awesome as he is, you need something else. And then Denver, um, Michael Porter Jr. seems to have some sort of back issue again, oh, which dear. is really concerning. Um, and well, Jamal, Jamal Murray's, Murray is is obviously no. gone. Is he out for the whole year? Do you know? No, he's got a chance of coming back, but it's like unless they've got both of them. I don't know how seriously I take them as like coming out of the West yeah. potentially. Um, so, and then, yeah, then, then like, well, that's kind of it, isn't it? Is Portland? No, doesn't look like any chance. Memphis have been awesome. John Morant is basically like fringe MVP guy so far right. this year. It's, there's no other offense at the moment. Is there really, I mean, Jaron Jackson is not that well, but that's not the surprise. He's come back from injury. And their defense has been and, disgusting without Dylan Brooks. Yeah. And they got rid of, well, they swapped Valanciunas for Stephen Adams, which is basically like a decent offensive big man for like no offense. So, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it is just at the moment, that's just John Moran. You hope Jaron Jackson's going to, you know, go well. It, it's quite a big year for him, really, isn't it? I think coming back from his injury. Got his extent. Like Desmond Bain has um, made a bit of a. An improvement as a ball handler and stuff and he's still a great shooter but Mem- memphis like you know talking about top four seeds and stuff they're not anywhere near that yet no um so I, yeah actually... I, i've i've got warriors jazz suns lakers like almost completely even i think at the moment yeah i was gonna say actually it's, it's um it feels like the West hasn't been quite this weak in like a long time because you've also got, which I feel like a lot of, maybe like the last like 10 years almost. I mean, you had it a bit, you had it last year, I guess, before last year. Um, where you have quite a few teams that are effectively tanking or already, or just like so bad that. Well, the Thunder are trying to tank again, but they, they're too good. Yeah. I they're guess better they than the other crap teams. Yeah. But like, well. I don't know if the Pelicans were expected to be this bad. I mean, I didn't, didn't think they'd be quite this bad. I, Williamson's been out, hasn't he? But they are they are done already, aren't they? One well, eleven. In, Ingram's out as well now. Who is he now? Um, I mean, Zion Williamson is. It really sucks. Ingram hasn't played since last month. He okay, has I missed guess, six I guess straight. That's why, then. Um, yes, I mean. Who knows what's going on with the Pelicans? That is a complete disaster. The Rockets kind of expected them to be like that. Yeah, they, they just they're just putting teenagers out all the time, aren't they now? And they just got like loads of really young players. Yeah, Timberwolves started well, um, everything looked better, and now they've lost six of seven. Yeah. Uh, oh no, seven of eight. Seven of eight games they've lost. Well, um, Anthony Edwards has been good, hasn't he? 
yeah, we've got 46 last night as well. Um, but Carl Anthony Towns, it's just the whole thing is is a slightly odd fit there. Towns is taking six fewer shots per game than Edwards, and the same as D'Angelo Russell, and that just seems like well, that's not a particularly good balance to have to your team. No. Or to your offense rather, and then defensively, um, yes, yes, is is what you would expect from that roster. Hey, you're right though. I, I think the West is. Yeah, it's the weaker conference now, isn't it, basically, this year? Yeah, I think so. Because you look at, um, well, the East, I guess Orlando and Detroit, actually, are like, just nothing, are they, this year? But that's it, because Cleveland yeah. are like a basketball team again. Yeah. Should, um, we, should we do a little bit on the Cavs? Because, I mean, they've been, okay. they've been awesome, and they're a lot of fun to watch. I mean, Evan Mobley is... He looks like he's almost not real. He moves so smoothly, but he's so thin. He's like a stick man. He's really and big, they, isn't he, as well? Seven yeah, and they're already putting the ball in his hands and stuff, which is really fun. And like they, they run, they're occasionally running these uh, inverted pick and rolls, like with Garland screening for Mobley. That's always entertaining. I love those. Um, Jarrett Allen, who I, that contract is probably still a bit too big, but he's been better... I mean, I've not watched every game. He's been better defensively than I thought he would be. And he's just yeah. a great... He's another. He's so mobile. Having those two in the front court is like... It works really well, even though Allen obviously has like no range. Just because they're both such... They're so athletic and got so much reach. Um, and then, yeah, Sexton being out for a while is a shame, I think, for them. Well, yeah. obviously... You look at their ages, though, their roster now. They have actually they managed to get themselves in a position where they've got they've got a young core all of a sudden who are all of whom are like I mean they they they're good or they've been good at points at least. So yeah, yeah I don't, it's like it's looking a lot more promising. Well, and Garland is taking after some like rough times this first year or two he's taking a bit of a leap i think um i it still seems like they'll inevitably like have to trade sexton because they've not extended him and now he's been injured and i don't really know how that's going to work out but they've got some really good minutes out of rubio too again we're talking about like veteran presence on teams that's useful to have alongside this young core Uh, i don't know if they're going to hang around like as a playoff team or anything but they look, I mean, I didn't think they'd have seven wins by this point, put it that way. Like, they're going to have a lot more wins than Orlando and Detroit, aren't they? Yeah. I was looking at their beating. I mean, yeah, they, they, they're decent wins, aren't they? Without being, um, being any like elite teams. So they've been uh, Atlanta, Denver, Clippers, the Hornets. Uh, Portland, the Raptors, and the Knicks. That's pretty good. I mean, that's good. It's like, that's a yeah, lot of playoff teams. Yeah, have been beaten already. And and the Ra- I mean, the Raptors are they're like good, aren't they? They're decent they're, this year. I'm liking my bet on their win total over. <coughs> yeah, I'm, I I mean, I always like the Raptors, but I know it's just amazing, isn't it? They just seem to lose. 
lose like key players and then they're still just a decent team. And well, I think some of his, playoffs, but... I think Nick Nurse is just like an awesome coach. And I mean, Scotty Barnes has been, him and Evan Mobley yeah. have been about just as impressive as each yeah. other. They're the, they're and now Siakam's back. Early uh, front runners for rookie of the year, although Cade Cunningham's not played much, has he? Yeah. Um, yeah. But they've made they've made early cases to be in the conversation if, like, Cade Cunningham or... Um, is it Green? Jalen oh, Green, yeah. He's the other one. Yeah, if they don't basically do something ridiculous. I think the thing is at the moment is the fact that Cleveland and Toronto are good. I uh, know that doesn't usually count for much in rookie of the year. But if Cleveland and Toronto are both even like playing teams, it will be because of Mobley and Barnes. Yeah. And I thought that neither of them were going to put up enough stats. But Barnes actually, his scoring is going to drop off when they're all playing together. But he's actually been scoring more than I thought he would. And his all-round like statistics are really impressive. Mobley's a pretty... They're pretty, they're not going to like the concern was Jalen Green might average like twenty four on a team that sucks and he just ends up winning it, but it's possible that the Rockets and Pistons are the worst two teams in the NBA. Yeah. So I I think it, and if you've then got Barnes and Mobley, it's like their numbers aren't quite as good, but they're not just going to like be there as their they're team like success. Starters aren't they? They're going to be they're like an integral starters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and putting up numbers is like yeah, like. You don't see that often from a rookie, do you really? Particularly on teams that are not terrible. No, exactly. So I, I think it would... Well, it's obviously very early to say that there's always a chance that one of these guys gets injured and that changes it anyway. But I think, yeah, they're, they're definitely the top two at the moment for me. Or, well, for everyone, really. It's not not the hottest of takes, that, admittedly. <laughs> no. Um, I don't think we've got too long left. Um, any other teams you want to talk about here? Uh, well, we should touch on the. I'd like to mention the Bulls and Wizards quickly okay, because they've both been very impressive. I just have open actually. Yeah, so I was just. Thinking. And they're the top two. I mean, the Wizards traded away Russell Westbrook and are now better than the Lakers. Spread out there. Um, but again, like I said with the uh, the Warriors, I said about it's just like having loads of good players. Yeah. The Wizards just don't have anyone that sucks. They just I mean, they have they, loads yeah, of good they, players. Managed to everyone, get a lot of depth, didn't they, out of that trade? Yeah, everyone can guard. Montrose Harrell, actually, a couple of times I've watched them, seems to be defending better than I've seen him defend before. Um, they've now got shooting. Dinwiddie's playing, like, solidly, um, which obviously coming off a major injury is, like, kind of good news. And the, a, a bit like with the Warriors, it's even better that they're winning without Beal doing anything, like, crazy. Yeah. It was actually being, like, meh. Yeah, under 41% from the field, 23 points per game. And they're still 8-3. And three. And, and, they, and again, they've got a couple of key players to come back. Yeah, that's, that's like it. Yeah, but still waiting for Bryant and Hachimura. Yeah, and... Um, actually, that, Davis Burton's just missed one game, I think is what that is, on the, on the injury list. Yeah, he's missed one game. Oh no, he's missed. He missed four now. Just four. Okay. I was going to say I watched him the other day and he didn't play. So there's definitely more than one. Um, but yeah. So yeah. I mean, yeah. That's all looking quite good, isn't it? Um, I mean, yeah. I didn't expect the Warriors to be up there, to be honest, at all this year. The Wizards. Wizards. Sorry. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think they'll hold a, a kind of eight and three pace. But again, wins on the board that matters. Um, that like they've happened, and that there might yeah. be some regression. But I don't. I just think they're they're going to be solid to good this year. Basically, like they look definitely like a top eight team. Yeah, I think as well. A lot at this point of the year as well. It's about performances you're getting from individual players. Like you say with Harrell, like Harrell's defending better. I mean, he's scoring 18 points a game now. He's um, basically p- producing got, like he was got, at the Clippers. Got, yeah, and he, yeah, he's coming off the bench mostly, isn't he? So it's a similar sort of thing. I mean, yeah, it's like you know, if he's going to carry on doing that, that is then a factor that you, I you didn't necessarily expect them to have. And Dinwiddie, like Dinwiddie, bouncing straight back from injury, it's like those sort of things are the are the um, I think of the key aspects as well, rather than just looking at the record as well. It's like they've got there through these things that are like, how are they doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that stuff that you could easily, and you expect if they've started like that, there's no reason why they won't carry on like that. Those, those guys. Yeah. I, I would um, also with the bulls, obviously they've got a lot of hype and deservedly. So they've been amazing. Uh, the one thing I'd like to say with them is there dead last in three-point attempts? Yeah, and I, some of that's just the DeRozan factor. Yeah, but I was going to say, good. looking at their, when you look at their, um, their like key players, that's not that surprising. But they're also last in um, shot quality's rim and three rate, which is like, okay, DeRozan going to take loads of mid-rangers. You're going to get them for some other guys as well. And they're all good at shooting those but you'd like some more of that. You're going to need some more of yeah. the best shots in the game. Um, the defense being as good as it has been is astonishing. And Alex Caruso, he might be the signing of the offseason. That they just sort of managed to take him. Yeah. And he's always I mean, been like an elite defensive player. I mean, the Lakers could really do with an Alex Caruso right now. Couldn't they? Yeah. It's just nuts that they just managed to like add him as like a kind of extra next to all their other guys. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I guess there's oh, a little bit... Um, yeah, go, go on. Go ahead, sorry. No, you I go I was just going to say a little bit about it. They've not got huge depth, have they, really? No, no that's the, the concern. Great. Like any um, team where you've got these big names. And Williams is out for the year now. Oh, uh, yeah, that's not ideal, but yeah. Um, anyway, what were you, you going to get on with? Because we've got a couple of minutes. I was just going to touch on the Sixers and the fact, again, wins on the board. They're level with the Nets. Um, they've currently not got, obviously, Ben Simmons, Embiid, Harris, um, some others. Yeah, other people. Oh, Tybal's also in protocols and Seth Curry's day-to-day. Seth Curry's been awesome. Tyrus Maxey's been awesome. Niang, Korkmaz, Drummond. They're just getting like all this production, and they've somehow got this record. Like they've beaten the Bulls, yeah, twice actually, and they've beaten the Hawks and the Blazers. Like that's amazing. They I, nearly I, beat the Bucks the other day. Do you know what their record is when Embiid's been playing? Because he's obviously he's had this. Um, the COVID. Thing. I don't actually. Because I was wondering that, and I don't know. He's not been great either. Maybe not. But I, well, he's I been hit by the free be throw stuff. It must be pretty good when when he's playing, though. Um, yeah. So they're wait, they're eight and four, aren't they? Yeah. So they're they're seven and two when Embiid plays. Okay. Quite good then. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, Ben Stearns thing is going to go on, but it looks like if they can win while that's going on, then it's like, in some ways, they have more leverage, don't they? The one thing would be, like, they're not going to get this sort of production from all of those role players all year. Like, this is this is clearly just some, like, really hot shooting from some of those guys. Um, but some of it, some of the improvement, I think, is obviously real. Like, I think Korkma's given a bigger role. It's not that surprising he can do a bit more. And Maxi, clearly that's, like, really significant. And then it's like, well, if they do manage to trade Simmons for something and you add him to this roster of people who are confident in improving, then you've really got something going. And that they're not going to be playing catch-up. That's the other big thing. Because there was a concern, yeah. like you said about the leverage, that if they were currently, you know, five and seven, it would be, yeah. oh, God, what we're do they do about to, the trade? Um... We're going to have to wrap up, I think, because we are out of time on our time limits. Maybe one day we'll get a longer time limit. But anyway, goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>